Well, Mary, we are back uh, with another episode of Drag Race Thailand Season 2. This week is all about family uh, and superheroes. um, All things that I think gay people and um, fans of Drag Race can relate to. Um, It's just interesting that on an episode about family, Art Aria is suspiciously absent from the runway. Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> Mom's not here. Uh, yeah, we, get we, this, just, we get this belligerent babysitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pangina home from college for the summer is going to watch us. Yeah, she brought over her twin friends that weren't really twins. It was crazy. Yeah, like, yeah who are these weird friends she's met? Yeah, Can- Candy lit herself on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is what happens when Art leaves. Candy sets herself on fire. We all learned a valuable lesson. <laughs> yeah, Kana, you know, sets up steel rods and, you know, duplicates. It's It was yeah. crazy. Yeah, like, who's letting this happen? Where is your mother? Yeah. <laughs> oh, clean up this mess. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell Art the babysitter's dead. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm right on top of that art. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right on top of that pangina. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love choreography. I love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, exercise is my life. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're done. All right, uh, I'm going to tell you why we're done. Um, let's jump into this episode. But before we do, Mary, uh, why don't we tell our our lovely matrons, what they're listening to. Our li- listeners, oh, excuse me, matron listeners and all skate Marys, what they're listening to. Depending on the time of year, though I guess even matrons could be listening to this later or repeatedly, but of course, it is another bonus episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little BDB TV show. Swadika, I'm Johnny. Uh, and can I get a saw too? It's Colin. And uh, we are, of course, continuing our recap of Drag Race Thailand Season 2, which, again, if you're a Matreon and you're listening at the, the moment the episode drops, you're probably listening in early May. And if you're a Free Skate Mary, you're listening to this in, like, you know, sometime in the summer. And uh, I, I, I don't know when. Sometime I'm not good at math. Some time in the summer for the spring and summer. Uh, and and uh, if you wanted to be listening to this sooner than you're listening to it right now, you just had to have gone to patreon.com backslash all right, Mary. But the moment has not passed. You can still go to patreon.com backslash all right, Mary, because now there's even more things to go listen to. Mm. So, yeah, there you Love go. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, I, I, you know, we we have a commercial at the top of our show about our Patreon. I think it's appropriate that this episode, I don't think this has ever happened. There's a commercial for Postif Makeup Remover at the top before the credits play. Yeah, there may have been like, I think, you know, there were like the shoes maybe like last week or the week before. Oh, oh. The Pump Wong. Yeah, last week, like they had the shoes at the beginning. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, this week was a little bit more obvious of, of like, because obviously the shoes they used in the challenge, whereas this was just like, come clean off your makeup. Okay, I'm done, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, not it sad was, anymore. It, <laughs> I mean, I wonder if Postif is just basically, you know, as Kennedy Davenport uses just Dawn dish soap. Yeah, I'm sure it's just like, it's some variation of that, of just, you know, an, an all-in-one makeup cleanser, but that, you know, or cleaner offer. But I've heard Dawn dish soap works really well. Right, Dawn. What a joy. Um, yeah, what a joy. What a joy. Um, so this episode starts out, uh, they're, you know, kind of reeling still from the the emotional runway of the Thai musical episode. I'm sure you uh, were still, in a way. Uh, we even got some sort of tears from Angela a little bit. Um, mm. And I thought it was a sweet little moment. But uh, my favorite little nuance here was Kana in the confessionals. Um, I guess uh, she's she's shading Candy because Candy's like, oh, were you embarrassed that you came back and then had to lip sync right away? 
And Connor's like, oh, the mouth on that candy. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and this was a sweet little, I don't know, before Art and Pan Pan come in. It was a sweet little moment because we got Vanda singing Missy Elliott. I just think Vanda singing Missy Elliott in Thailand on Drag Race on a drag race episode is like the definition of postmodernity. Like it is, there's something so beautiful about all of that. Oh yeah. It's, it's exactly like, I think it's, uh, you know, I don't want to say that's gay culture, but like, it certainly is like, Oh, <laughs> 2019. God bless you. Yeah, you know? right? Sometimes yeah. things are fabulous in 2019, right? Like this is some things are. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Th- there's like, I think there was a book that came out. I don't remember when, but, or, or maybe it was a paper, maybe it was a medium article. I don't know. But somebody who would suggesting that despite everything going on in the world right now, things have actually never been better. Like statistically, like if you were to say like compared to times in the past where, you know, we didn't have the same environmental protections or the same, you know, vaccinations, even though okay. now we have anti-vaxxers. But just the idea that, like, on larger global scales, like, we actually have – things have improved greatly no matter how much it feels like things are a dumpster fire right now, which I thought was interesting. That's an interesting study, um, or at least uh, – I don't know if it would be a study or if it would be uh, a hypothesis. I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah, that was kind of the idea was it was like based on all of these things, it was like, well, technically, in these greater ways, we're all actually advancing, you know, pretty well. And so, you know, Vanda Miss Jokum singing Missy Elliott in the workroom in Drag Race Thailand, I think we're going to put that on the list of like, hey, I think we're going to make it out of this one, you know? <laughs> Oh, I love that. Um, Art and Pan Pan come in dressed as Chippendale dancers or Bonnie and Clyde, however you want to look at it. Um, oh, yeah, I called them steakhouse stripper magicians. Yeah, I, it was <laughs> fabulous. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they announced the theme is uh, family this week. Um, and we don't really go straight to family. I think it's more about uh, relationships and uh, generations and things like that. So obviously the first mini challenge is they have to take care of their elders and teach an exercise lesson for senior citizens. Now, Colin, if this episode didn't have your name written all over it, I don't know which episode does. Well, I mean, certainly I love, I love interacting with old people. I love, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, old people are like, like, I don't like, I don't love kids, but I love old people and I think you can kind of approach it the same way with like a gentle hand and like a good sense of humor, you know, but like old people get the joke. And I feel like um, what I loved about this and this reminded me of the food episode is this ties back to this like these cultural things of like in, you know, in a lot of Asian cultures, like, yeah, like the grandparents live with the family, you know what I right, mean? Like they, right. That's, you know, that's part of it. Like we don't just send them off to a nursing home or to live alone. The idea is that, you know, you take care of your elders as, you know, as they get older. And so I, I kind of, it was such a bizarre mini challenge, but I love that it was tying in these, like these things that make Drag Race Thailand so endemically Thai, you know? Oh, it, it made sense to me. I, I didn't think it was as a bizarre of a challenge uh, or out of place. I thought it was obviously it was fun at first when uh, that sexy exercise king, what's Pierre Paul Pierre? Um, Pierre oh, Paul. Coach Paul. Yeah, yeah. Coach Paul. Um, when he was teaching them how to exercise, th- there were some really great moments that came out of it. I mean, first of all, Angela as little orphan Angela, I Ugh. was just gagging for her. <laughs> I have to say, when Coach Paul went over to help her, I was like, <laughs> I would pay for this video on XTube. Like, I want to see what happens next. I am very interested in this situation. Totally. Um, I, I also, also, Srima La in that bull's onesie with the cat ears. I mean, oh, yeah. My I aesthetic, mean, my aesthetic right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the, the workroom. Um, warm up it was like strangely tense and it felt like yeah it felt like people were now getting a little tired of each other or it was like you know what candy it was really nice with with you not in the room and i'm already (laughs) over it you know oh yeah and they yell at her later but vanda oh my god vanda the confessional get a hold of yourself 
We are all adults. Yeah. I've had enough. Like, stop. I was. I, it just immediately went to detox um, for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've had it. Um, but well, I've had it. <laughs> well, I've had it. That's not the moment, but it's still a moment for detox. But <laughs> yeah. Because the sorry, I have to explain this. So the moment I'm referencing is the one in Untucked where she's like, "I've had it officially," right? Uh, but the one oh that- yeah, when she goes, "I've you know what I've had what it." She says that with Roxy Andrews later. Oh, she right. like yeah, yeah, she yeah. like picks it up again. Yeah. Um, but at the end of like a roasting challenge, at the end of it, she goes, oh, "Well, I've had it." Yeah, yeah. I uh, I I kind of remember that. <laughs> it's such a it's such a like a quick little thing that just I don't know is burned in my head as something that like I will just think or say and it'll just come out. And nobody will get it but me. And yeah, that's why I'm gay. So. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, straight as an arrow, Mary. Yeah, would have a wife and kids, except. <laughs> well, I've had it. Well, I've had it. <laughs> it would I've be what? sex with it. other men. Yeah, yeah, it, it, a big dick, Mary. A huge yeah, yeah, dick. Exactly. <laughs> a huge dick. Oh. <laughs> uh. Flames Takes up a room in my, my house. Face. Yeah, right. Um, so fast forward to Wellness City, uh, where I guess uh, these senior citizens go to exercise, and they're on, you know, some croquet lawn. Um, yeah, yeah. It was just, you know, uh, cleaned up the goose poop and got everybody out there on mats <laughs> for a little huffy puffy in the AM. <laughs> Puffy, puffy. Oh man! Um, yeah, uh, they all looked similar to cult members. I don't know why they were all wearing the same thing. It was a little odd, but uh, maybe yeah. it was. This, maybe that was like something of a nursing home. I don't know, or I just don't know why they were all wearing the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was just kind of a like. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it did have a heaven gate, heaven's gate vibe, but <laughs> you know. Um, I I will say, speaking of people people's looks uh kana completely slayed me with this look uh, this like clown cub club kid look uh oh yeah i mean just like the di- the the dichotomy of like her or like bandit and these like insane looks and then just these like you know <laughs> sweet simple you know apple-faced old people on the other side of them you know it was it was just this absurd uh, energy coming from Kana that was again, yeah, it was the juxtaposition juxtaposition of these really, really, basically hero- heroic and sweet elderly people that were like, oh, okay, yeah, so Kana's that that she looks great, she looks wacky, you know, and they're just like, all right, I'll do this, uh, just yeah. totally game, totally, you know, GGG for it, and I, uh, I, I loved her 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 whole little act with the styrofoam hair. Um, telling them what to do if you get tired, um, and and bringing them along. I, I I thought she was she was the clear front runner here. I think that that's what I one of the things I like about Kana, and we we've seen it in other challenges. We saw it in the makeover challenge. We see it later with like Bandit's mom. Kana is like is very sweet and is like is very like she she seems to have this like emotional intelligence. Like she knows how to connect with people and how to connect yeah. with different types of people and. Even though she's a very dominant energy, she figures out how to get other people comfortable. Like, I've seen her do this in different situations. And, you know, we see this week, like, kind of being, like, the older brother, you know? Mm, And mm. I just – I, it's one of the things that I really like about her the most is that she's such, like, a a crazy character. And she's so, like – visually is just so wild. But, like, is is such a genuinely, like, nice person as well, you know? Yeah, she seems – like someone that uh, is very empathetic. Yeah, like I feel like when she sees somebody who's, you know, weaker in some way, she doesn't take that as an opportunity to like take advantage of them, but to help them. Right. Um, like, right. you know, with like her her partner in the makeover challenge where she was like, you know, I want you to feel comfortable. You don't have to be like me. Oh, like, yeah. It's just, oh, you know. God. Oh. Wasn't that the week she went home? God damn it. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I mean – but she's back. I mean, well, you know, and yeah. we'll talk about Kana because obviously, you know, she was in the bottom two last week and she um, didn't do particularly well this week. I mean, I yeah. think kind of comparing her and Candy in terms of the returning queens, like Candy's coming back with a vengeance yeah. or a vengeance, as Vanjie would say. <laughs> uh, 
And it kind of makes you wonder with Kana, it's like she's not hitting it out of the park in her return, you know, except for this mini challenge. Yeah. I, oh, God, this mini challenge was so good. Um, I, I mean, the other queens were fine. I, I will say that Bandit looked the oddest to me. It was like it was surreal. It was like I was watching some kind of absurdist student film. Yeah. Of somebody dressed like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like teaching old people aerobics. It was like, what am I watching? (laughs) Like soon she's going to be like doing, you know, you know, doing the, the, you know, a a back back floats or, you know, trying to think of a swimming word and I can't think of it. I'm putting two words together. Uh, Backstrokes in a pool full of mustard. That's what I'm trying to say. But you know what I mean? Like doing some weird shit like that. Like that's kind of what I was expecting next. Experimental. I mean, or performance art, right? Yeah. I mean, I felt that way about um, Vandam is Joachim. Just Mm. her in that like Minnie Mouse drag talking in English to these Thai elders, teaching them how to exercise. I was like, this is bizarre. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing is like, it's such a bizarre mini challenge. It doesn't make it bad. It just makes it like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I love that it was outside. I just thought it was so good. Yeah, it was. Uh... And like, in some ways it was like, this has nothing to do with the main right. challenge, right. but it's right. fine. <laughs> but this has literally nothing to do with the main challenge. <laughs> Um, I did like how they let the elders kind of stick hearts on their favorite instructor. Um, and then, you know, Art and, and Coach Paul, they had to pick the winner, essentially. Because, mm. um, you know, the elders picked wrong. Um, <laughs> they did. Well, they were wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Kana wins. Uh, and then we get another postif commercial. Postif. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then they get back to the workroom and, uh... Well, wait, before got... that, we find out... This is when Art disappears, and in my mind, she went to disappear to go fuck the hell out of Paul Pierre. Oh, oh, I mean, <laughs> can you blame her, you know? No. She's gonna go do uh, some squats, you know? But, uh, yeah, she did that whole thing. Um, we find out later, right? We might as well talk about it now, but, uh, what was it? It was, um... She had to go. She's on set with Mentor Bank and at the face, right? The face, yeah. She had a yeah. gig with the face or something that she was double booked. So, yeah. oops, uh, <laughs> oops, yeah, oops, sorry. My bosoms come, uh, come flying out, and oops, yeah, art's I gone. Now that might draw a crowd, right? Yeah, yeah it might draw a crowd. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I think this kind of just goes, you know, extends this conversation of like Pangina is not just the Michelle, like. That Pangina is her own category of, of host. Right. And, like, she could host the whole thing by herself yeah. if she has to, you yeah, know? she could. Yeah, and I'll talk about some of those extra moments that she had, like, playing host. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, she lets uh, each queen um, introduce their family member. I thought this was a great little moment. I really like this a lot, uh, learning about each of the queens through their family members. Uh, it I don't know. I, I feel like there are some... Like when we learned about Annie Mae Wong being a civil servant, right? It kind of, I kind of felt the same way here with um, <clears throat> like Angela having the childhood friend of Cowpod and she had the braces and Srima La had the uh, had Ying, the, the childhood friend and Candy's mother. Uh, so I, I don't know. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of those relationships that we learned about? Yeah, I mean, I think it was really interesting. I think can the way that um, they talked about Candy and Angela as as kids because obviously this is before they transitioned, and right. so it was just it was very interesting that there was no. I was surprised, not like disappointed, surprised, but just surprised that in the conversation, say with Candy's mom, nothing came up about Candy's transition. That oh, wasn't no. part of the narrative. Right, Candy's mom talked about her like as if this has just been my child and this is yeah. my child's journey. Yeah, and uh, there may have been more of the conversation we didn't see, but they didn't choose to include that. And I right. think to me that feels like. You know, you're talking about Vandemus Jokum singing Missy Elliott in the workroom of Drag Race Thailand. Add to that Candy's mom talking about her as a kid and not tripping up over, like, you know, gender expression. You know, yeah, like I think- she was she was basically saying she was like, oh, yeah, she was a volleyball player. You know, I'm very proud of my daughter. You know, she paid for school by herself. Like learning that about Candy, I was like, whoa, this yeah. is a this is a fierce bitch. 
Like yeah. this is this is a headstrong little girl who is figured it the fuck out, and her mother is so proud of her daughter. Like there was no question, it, there was no hesitation, and that's just all it was. And same with um, Angela's little jump rope friend. It was like, oh yeah, we yeah. were playing jump rope in the neighborhood, and then Angela came up and danced and wanted to play and. God, they had that beautiful moment of like, I'll support you forever. Like, I, oh God, it was just, it was such a lovely little kiki between them. Yeah. And I think there's, it's something really, um, really interesting and really special to like meet people in their lives who have known them through their transition and through their own journey. And like, um, you know, I, I just, I think how often do we get to see a trans person's mother on TV, um, not just being a trans person's mother. You know what I right, mean? Like, right, right. it's not just that narrative. It's like, no, I'm this drag queen's mother. And yeah. I don't know. I just, I think that like, as much as it's great to talk about these things, it's cool when you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. When it, it's not even, it's not even a part of it. Um, you know, in sort of contrasting these discussions, we get to hear from uh, Vanda's, uh, what was it, distant cousin, Jada? Distant cousin. I was <laughs> like, was we so could just weird. say cousin. Yeah, we could say cousin. Um, from Singapore. Um, yeah, he talks about, uh, you know, I guess it starts, the conversation starts with uh, how their concept is Singapore drag queens are getting harassed in public, and then you get this acting from Pangina. Yeah, that's really sad. Wow, oh, powerful. Pangina. <laughs> I know. It's like, come on, a little more Tim Gunn, a little less Trisha Paytas. Come on. Wow, powerful. Um, but yeah, so the conversation oh. conversation uh, turns into talking about mothers in Singapore because I guess uh, Panjana is like, yeah, how does Vanda's you know family react to Vanda? And uh, this is I was talking about this on the main episode this week for RuPaul's Drag Race, but this idea in mothers in Singapore accepting is one thing. And then being a part is another. And I feel like a lot of a lot of drag queens, a lot of gay people, like my mother would never come to a gay bar. And not because she doesn't drink, but because I feel like she would feel a little weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I, I do think that there's a lot of truth in this. Like, accepting is one thing and being a part of it is another. And I think um, figuring out what that means, being a part of it. And like, you know, I think like my mom, when I did, Gotham Volleyball, like she came to one of my games and then she came to gym bar afterwards and we oh. all got her drunk and she had a great time. But that's like my, my mom, you know, it's a different journey. And, and, then, and then she voted uh, for Trump, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then she, and she voted for Trump. So listen, you know, it's there's all kinds of curves and swerves in this in this Grand Prix. So buckle up. Uh, buckle up, ladies. Bu buckle up, ladies. Uh, you never know when you're gonna get gooped. Ride. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like it was, uh, it was a, you know, it was, yeah, it was a really positive experience, and I kind of feel like the getting involved thing, like the acceptance is one thing, but participating is something else. To me, that it, it, it's a two pronged thing, right? Like one is demonstrating your acceptance with someone in your life, but I think it's also like that's what lets you have genuine acceptance and genuine like an experience to base that acceptance on and not just being accepting because you think you have to or you're yeah. supposed to. You know right. what I mean? Right. I mean, I don't feel like my mother is ignorant. I feel like she's very accepting. She watched Queer as Folk with me and we would not with, we never watched it in the same room. We would talk about it the next day. Um, I was going to say, it, God, it, there's some <laughs> awkward moments. <laughs> totally. Uh, but I do remember after the first season when, um, spoiler alert, Justin gets beat up at the prom. Um, she she said to me the next day, she's like, I'm like, Mom, he's not going to die. They're not going to kill off that character. She's like, I don't I don't think I'm going to watch the show anymore. This is too upsetting because, you know, it was hitting home to her of like, oh, gay people can be hurt. And like my son could be hurt. Right. Like so the education became too real, I think, at some point for her. Um, yeah. So there are some things that my mom would, you know, still remain ignorant about. Granted, we we did have a very rich discussion about boys in the band, um, and I kind of explained to her like why that show is important and how, you know, HIV is not the only issue gay people, gay men are dealing with, right? Like, so that brought up a, a really rich discussion on like you know self loathing and and addiction problems and and uh, shade and and why people are angry all the time. Um, so she's she gets it. I just don't think that she's going to go to a P flag meeting yet. You know what I mean? 
oh yeah like that's just not where she's at and and you know i think there's that thing that i you know especially i think you come to realize as you get older and you kind of see it in yourself but you see it in other people that like and maybe some of it's just getting more comfortable in your own skin of like you know what if if my mom never gets to that point that's okay yeah, you know, right. like that's okay. If that's as far, if that's what you're comfortable with, that's okay. I, you know, yeah, yeah. I've accepted that actually, and I celebrate that my dad isn't going to get any further in his kind of acceptance zone, much past a beautiful moment where he was asking me, "What's the deal with gay people and Judy Garland?" And it was an amazing, mm-hmm. amazing discussion. And I was like, "This is all I need. That's all I yeah. need." You know, and so you told him that she threw the first brick <laughs> at Stonewall. She finished singing her over the somewhere over the rainbow on the second floor. And she's like, "What do you mean the police are outside? Hand me that brick." She went down there and she's like, "Get out of my way! I'm Judy Garland and I own this bar." And that's how Stonewall happened. And that's. <laughs> And it was, that. they reported about it on page 33 the next day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a small blurb. Yeah. <laughs> Four policemen killed in the village raid by yeah. Judy Garland. <laughs> Local woman throws brick. Not sure why. Police are investigating. <laughs> yeah. uh, have you ever read those... Um, those like little blurbs about movies and uh, in like a newspaper, like uh, summaries and the Wizard oh. of Oz. The Wizard of Oz one is like angry woman throws house on old woman. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Drops house on woman and her sister takes revenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That steals her shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And steals the shoes and her sister takes revenge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What a vanji vangent. Um Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, back to this workroom. Um, I think the only other moment uh, that I loved, I mean, I loved a lot of these moments, but the one that I'll, I, I would talk about is Bandit and his mom. Um, just oh. talk, I mean, just what a beautiful little relationship this was. Because it seems like Bandit, did you get this? Bandit had this different idea about his mom than I think his mom realized because Bandit's like, yeah, my mom's my role model. Like she's the one that pushed me to get through college and live in this great house and get all these things. And then like cut to the mom. She's like, yeah, we lead very different lives. And, you know, I had to give him up for a little while and I really want to live with him again. You know, it was I don't think she realized how important she was to him. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I think how important they they seem to be to to each other. You know, like mm. I think uh, they have yeah they have such an interesting relationship. This is like a, a movie I could just watch about Bandit the drag queen and his mother. You know, uh, Bandit and Janet. You know, or something. I don't know what they, I don't know what her name was, but uh, you know, I <laughs> Smokey was, and the uh, Bandit. It was uh, <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit. It was Yerapa. So Bandit and Yerapa. Oh well. Yeah, it's got a ring to it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think um, it, it's, yeah, it's an interesting, like, when her mom, when his mom says, like, oh, I just want our lives, you know, him to be in my life again. I want us to live together again. It, part of it, it feels kind of, like, sad because I, it, it feels to me like Bandit is someone who, you know, is maybe still single and like hasn't mm, met somebody. I thought about and like, that too. Yeah, I thought about that. You know, too. like I was like, what's the full story here? Like, Bandit, I, Bandit's one of those queens like Tormai that like, I, you know, I, I'll go back and watch and realize like, you know, throughout the season. Oh my God, there's all these nuances about Bandit that like I'm now mm. putting together. You oh, know? Bandit, Bandit's a fierce queen. Yeah, ba- I I yeah. love Bandit. I, I really and an really interesting love character, like an interesting person underneath. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think um, you know you brought up this idea of like being single. I would not want to be single and living with my mother. I, I I just don't know when and how and like how would I have sex? Like what would how would that work? You know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I just I think that you just don't host. But you know, <laughs> I mean, how sustainable is that? You know. But that's like grind. Um, that's like when you're raging and when you're grinding and scruffing. Like uh, if you're like dating somebody, like 
and you want to have your little friend over, you know, your your boyfriend over to sleep over. Yeah. It, it's like, no, we're not having sex in my mom's house. Um, right. Yeah. Like she's she's in the other room in her Tempur Pedic re- reading her reading her Jody Pakul novel and trying not to hear us. Are you spying on my mother? <laughs> <laughs> she's on page eighty seven of my sister's keeper right now. Don't tell her the twist ending. The Yaya sisterhood. <laughs> yeah. Just sitting there in bed with some slippers oh on. God. Oh, my God. Do you know what my mom – I feel like my mom was reading this book for years in my mind. She's been reading this book for years. Maybe she read it more than once. But have you ever heard of the book The Thornbirds? Oh, of course. <laughs> the Thornbirds about the priest? That's She was reading it. Well, I don't even know what it was about. Do I want to know what it's about? I know the, the miniseries starred Piper Laurie, so, like, I should watch it. Yeah. <laughs> So the mini series, yes, is the mini series. I think that the Thornbirds, I think, is about this priest who comes to a town and like falls in love with a woman or something like that. <laughs> I'll look it up. Hold my on, I've mother, got my mother. My and- mother. I swear to God, Colin, she must have been reading this over and over for years. <laughs> so let's see. I'm gonna look up. It's by Colleen McCullough. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I found I found the Wikipedia and my, my computer's been really in slow. Seventies, oh my god, I can't believe it was written in the seventies. My mom was like, <laughs> yeah, this was like a big book. I think it's Australian, maybe. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, um, I swear to God, oh my god, it was I every single. It was like every single day I saw this on the coffee table or like she came out of her room holding the book. I was just like, what is this book? <laughs> The Thornbirds. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a commitment. Good for her, you know? <laughs> I will finish this book. I think, no, my mother's a very fast reader. Uh, I think she read it multiple times. Like, she must have loved this book. You know, she's she's she got into James Patterson for a while. Uh, who was the one you just referenced that made me die? Um, oh, Jodi Pakul. Oh, Jodi Pakul. I mean, like many of that, right? Like, yeah, uh, she certainly did all of that. The um, who's uh oh um, um Mary, not Mary Tyler Moore. Mary Mary Louise Clark. Mary Higgins Clark. Mary, Mary Higgins, Higgins Clark, Clark. Who uh, lived in my town? My mother would read Mary, Mary Higgins Clark every book. Every book. I because I, I remember seeing because I I read a couple Mary Higgins Clarks when I was in high school because I was that gay uh, <laughs> and. Like, there I am on the bus reading Where Are the Children, you know? <laughs> it's it's sophomore year, and I'm on chapter three of Love's Music, Love's to Dance. I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> and your mom, your mom takes, actually, it was probably your dad, took you to Barnes & Noble because that's what you did to bond. Um Oh, and, oh yeah, no, my dad would take me there and like buy whatever you want, you right. know, and maybe that'll make up for everything else. Yeah, same with um, my dad. Same with my dad. We wouldn't yeah. we wouldn't talk. We'd talk on the car ride there and then we'd get to Barnes and Noble, disperse. <laughs> right. And then all right, I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> and that was you know, quality time. But um yeah, so I'm, I'm imagining like you coming back with like a stack of Mary Higgins Clark books. A stack of Mary Higgins Clarks. It's like <laughs> Well, I mean, no, I would also go to, like, a used bookstore, and I would find, like, old, like, oh, you know, early early copies of things. <laughs> um. That's so good, Mary. That's so good. I'm yeah. glad we went on this Thornbirds, uh, Judy Pacole, whatever. Tangent. Jody Pacole. Jody Pacole. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I can't. I can't. Um, what was well, I sometimes reading? I'd read like. I, go ahead. It would be like ones that my mom had read, and she would be like, oh, oh. well, uh, <laughs> I've got this copy of, you know, A Stranger's Watching. You could read this one. Like, and, and that was, uh, yeah, so a lot of times my mom and I were like this little book club. Like, she'd have oh, these Oprah books, and I would borrow okay. them from her. Yeah. I read, I read a lot for school, and um, I read in late high school um, Donna. Tart. I read The Secret History, and then I think it was early college. The Little Friend came out. That was her second book. Her third book is fantastic. It was the um, the Goldfinch, uh, which I highly recommend. But um, anyway, I no. Think in, I know in, this. In oh really, Donna Tart? 
Uh, I'm looking up the Goldfinch novel. Oh, Donna Tart. You will love any of those books. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Wow. Look yeah. at that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Fun. Um. But uh, no, middle school. I don't know if I was reading much in middle school, unless it was like for school. But uh, for in high school, it was it was like the Redwall books. Uh, I was like into like sci-fi fantasy, so I was reading the Redwall okay. books. I was reading Tolkien. Um, like I tried to get through Lord of the Rings and then was like, well, they have the tapes. So I listened to them on tape. Um, and, uh, and then obviously just like books for school. That's kind of what I was uh, reading. I was certainly not a reader in high school that I can remember. Uh, I know that I read a lot of Stephen King, um, late, late middle school, early high school. I read a lot like I didn't I wasn't reading Stephen King, but I was reading all of the other like paperback horror thrillers and like whether they were like ranging from like the Fear Street, like oh, young adult like, horror. Oh, oh, VC Andrews and and Christopher Pike. I read those. Christopher Pike and yeah. R.L. Stein and like all there, and there's a whole range of like young adult authors in that like late eighties, early nineties right, boom. Right, right. Um and then there's like I read um there was this one summer I was going to this like Y camp, this Y YMCA day camp. And like every day I was just like working on this like hardcover of intensity by Dean Koontz and was just like oh reading God. that all summer. Dean Koontz. That book, that, that book was intense. That was uh. really good. Um, yeah. I used to read a lot, but uh, I mean, that was, you know, that was the days of reading that without my daughter on the bus, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, I was obviously I did a lot of singing and, and dancing and acting and, and all of that and voice lessons. And I went to pottery class and painting class and had homework to do. So, yeah, reading was mostly for school. And then in the summer, uh, I was either hanging out with my friends or I was, you know, in theater camp. Uh, my mother was like, books. All right. I mean, the school will take care of that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. so. I mean. You were kept busy. I was a latchkey kid, so I had a <laughs> lot of time to try to get around the parental controls and read some books. There you, you know? go, Mary. There you go. Well, let's 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 go back to Drag Race Thailand and talk about the runway. How about that? <laughs> oh, sure. Let's. Yeah, we'll work our way back to the runway. We've got um, Pangina Cadabra in this. You know, that's right. Uh, the, the burlesque circus master. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's she's feeling her host oats. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, we have um, uh, these twin judges that aren't twins, P. Nu and P. Ju, P. Hugh. And then somebody named, is it Diary Tootsie? Oh, Petch. Uh, it was he was on a show called like Dear Diary Tootsie, yeah, yeah, Dear yeah. Tootsie Diary, something like very gay sex in the city. Right, yeah. right, right, right. And then Lips Garcon, P. Nu Atiwa uh, was the other judge. Um, all fine judges. Um, and the the challenge was they had to with their drag relationship person uh, mother friend um, they had to be twin superheroes and come up with like a story um, and like tell it on the runway essentially um, and Kana came out uh, it was like I don't know David Bowie meets Power Rangers. Yeah, I mean, she had those little the the things on her heads looked like capers, those little balls. Like <laughs> I called them Mighty Morphin Power Capers. Um, it was uh... it was okay. You know, when it came out with the whole cutouts and everything, I was like, oh wow, this is a whole presentation. But then when it kind of you know push came to shove, it was like okay. Yeah, you know, it, was it was okay. Like, I mean, they did a stunt. They like did the lift and the turn, and I was like, okay, well, that's his little sister. You know, they did this in the backyard when they were, you know, ten yeah. and six. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, I I liked I you know I liked the the beginning of the presentation, but then nothing happened. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what it was. Um, I loved uh, Pangina saying "Stream um or "La." Well, I can't say, uh, sing. Yeah, that she was right just now. like. She finally got a chance to say all the things she got to. <laughs> well, and just kind of on that note, she gets uh, earlier before the, you know, when she's kind of announcing the challenge. I think this is the first episode where she says, um, and let the, may the best human win. Oh, um, right. Yes. Yeah, she's And yeah, she starts right. introducing that. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know. Yeah. Oh, good for her. Um, 
Stream La, they came out as these like adorable superheroes. I guess like Sailor Moon uh, inspired. Did you, I'm assuming you watched Sailor Moon as a kid. Um, I didn't watch it religiously, but I remember the theme song being very good. Oh, the theme song is basically why gay kids tuned in and then they like wanted to be Sailor Moon. When I was in eighth grade, I was Tuxedo Mask and Emma, my friend Emma, was Sailor Moon. Tuxedo Mask is Sailor Moon's like boyfriend. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, I played Tuxedo Mask uh, or I, I dressed as him in eighth grade. Um, yeah, Sailor Moon was like a, yeah, it's very... It's very gay. It's also the type of anime that like gives you a headache a little bit because of how the the screen moves. I don't know how. Else to yeah, play. it's like kids with uh, kids who get who are prone to seizures. This could be <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. watch Sailor Moon. Yeah. Advisory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was I. I felt like Stream of Law was a little unprepared here. I didn't think it was very good. They were. Uh, they had this story of being protectors of justice and getting the rid of getting rid of inequalities in the world. Um, and it just got worse. So it, yeah, it just wasn't, it just wasn't enough. It was cute and it was fine, but like, it just wasn't enough. And I guess, you know, obviously like top six, it's like, that's, that's what'll send you home or to the bottom two is if it's just like, eh, that's not enough. Yeah. Um, and when you compare it to candy, I mean, Candy had a whole story that was told, right? Like she came out, she set herself on fire and then revealed her mother. And then um, they slayed this dragon together. And the mom was like really into it. Like it, it all worked here. I mean, I kind of feel like best supporting actress this week was Candy's mom. Yeah. Candy, you know? Yeah, for sure. She, for sure. She was so funny and so committed. And like, again, like it was just so, I think in the larger context of like, here is like, a trans woman's mom being incredibly supportive and involved yeah. and participating in her daughter's uh, life and her art, gorgeous. like, and having like a great fucking time doing it. <laughs> like it's a way to live the world, right? It's a way to live your yeah, life. In like the world. I think it's just another testament to like how fucking incredible drag race Thailand is. I, yeah. I, mm. I mean, listen, you know, Brooke's mom, obviously, if you're listening to this over the summer, this is old news. But, you know, in terms of recording times, we just did the uh, Drag Dragra Cadabra episode. And, you know, Brooke's mom and Untucked, like, an incredible moment. The, the stuff she was saying, what she was expressing. It like, was magic, right, Mary? It was really, it was magic. It was certainly <laughs> magic. Uh, it was a little hocus pocus, you know? Um, but, uh I think Drag Race Thailand took that one step further. You know, like they pulled they pulled multiple moms out of the hat. You know, mm, yeah, yeah. We got to we got to hear a lot of the moms talking about their daughters or sons. Uh, I, yeah, a total fan of the of of that mom. So I think that you know she shouldn't just be nominated, Mary. She should win. She should win. Oh yeah, she she definitely won this week. So good for you. Candy's mom. Um, Vanda, Miss Joachim. Uh, uh, Miss Joachim. Yeah. This, I don't think this was as realized as Vanda wanted it to be. I mean, not only was her skirt falling off, um, also, didn't Pangina say her skirt is falling off? Didn't she say that? Oh, I don't remember. I wrote down that She quote. may have. <clears throat> but um, yeah. but uh, this whole, like, mobile comic book saying... It just looked so cheap, right? Like the stop inequality, like it was in comic book, like lettering, you know what I mean? And shapes, they were holding yeah. up like a mobile. I was like, this doesn't work for me. Yeah, that wasn't, I, I remember that. That wasn't working. I mean, I think the whole idea of like being these like Marilyns, like. Oh, yeah. Do, does that really, does combining them really improve upon this idea or does it just muddle it, you know? Like just. Because, you know, I think about it, it's like, you know, obviously this is, you know, well, Vanda speaks English, but like a grouping of lions is a pride of lions. Like you could really do something with that, mm, you know? Yeah, pride of lions. Yeah, lionesses. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, no, so I, I I certainly see why Vanda was in the bottom. Um, also, uh, if we're there, why Stream Allah was in the bottom. Um, yeah, oh, <laughs> I, I didn't really question the bottoms. I kind of felt like that made sense. I mean, yeah. yeah. you know, in terms of like, safe could have been put in the bottom if they wanted Angela you know it seems like her superpower was reveals like it they didn't really kind of <laughs> right 
you know? Um, I liked, you know, they had the gags. They shot the white and the rainbow streamers from their hands. Like, I got that their superhero-ness was to, like, spread love. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it wasn't a bad performance. I kind of, I felt like that and Bandit, they could have... They could have edited it to put either of them in the bottom two mm. if they needed to, you know? Yeah, Bandit with, like, the D-list superhero. I thought it was a really kind of cute concept, but did it really work out? I don't know. I think it was an interesting—I mean, it was like Tormai, like, where she'd have all these concepts, but, like, maybe they weren't fully—and I think hers were more successful, but maybe not fully translating onto the runway, yeah. whereas, like, <clears throat> Bandit had this really interesting storyline, but then, like, what I saw on the runway was just, like— mall walkers you know like yeah, i didn't i wasn't I, I, seeing I, I, I wonder any action how, i wonder how much uh speaking of like no like you didn't see any action because i wrote that down too there was like no energy i wonder how much of that related to that oh my god this is my mom you know yeah and like and and bandit like not even wanting to be seen and dragged by his mom right and now he has to like perform with her he's putting her in the drag that's i mean that would be an interesting concept to explore that didn't get explored in this episode was like how does it how did it feel for bandit to not only be seen in drag but then to like m have his mother participating in this thing he doesn't even want her to see you know yeah yeah uh, hats off to bandit for, for all of that And then also Bandit's mom Right Like I feel like yeah. Bandit's mom was like Alright I love my son Sure what do you need me to do And then You know She's not a performer <laughs> She is She is not She is She is no Geraldine Page I'll give you that um, um, Go ahead Yeah Yeah no I mean Yeah I, I think uh, Yeah Bandit was It was It fell short um, I mean, honestly, I would say, I mean, Candy, I think the setting herself on fire, they were not happy about that. Uh, but I think it was very clear that she was the winner. Like, there was really no arguing. That was the best performance. It was the most fun. Yeah. It felt like she had met the challenge the most. Her mom was the into dynamics it. Between, yeah. The mom was into it. Like, it just, um, no question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in in Untucked, I love that they have, like, this makeshift untuck uh, that happens. Um, yeah, we, yeah. We get, uh, you know, the the conflict that Candy kind of creates with some of these queens, which I thought was, you know, it was, it was entertaining. Uh, and then, obviously, like, they make up immediately. They're like, oh, you know, but we're all friends. We're all family. Like, it's fine. Right. Right. But we're good now. We're good yeah. now. We're it's, good now. I uh, yelled at you, but we're good now, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and you expressed no sense of remorse or hearing me. <laughs> You just sat there putting burn cream on your face going, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, there was nothing in her body language. There was nothing that said, I hear you, you know? <laughs> it was so good. It was so shady. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, we, you know, I think uh, Pan Pan goes down the line and just kind of gives advice to all the queens. You know, if I'm going to take – I wrote, like – you know, just little short blurbs for each queen. And then from there, I want to extrapolate, like, who I think is going to make the top three. So Kana says, he basically says, keep fighting. And then Candy, be careful. And Angela, mm. did did you do enough? And Bandit, you have an outer and also an inner. Um, you know, a pretty outfit isn't always the winner. Uh, and then Vanda, you always perform from the heart. And Srimala, you keep progressing up and down. So from there, I get that Candy is going to be in the top with Angela and Vanda. So, you, so your prediction for top three is Angela, Vanda, and and Candy. That's what I see right now. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts? I mean, obviously, you're a big Kana fan. So, like, where are uh, you now with Kana? I love Kana. Kana won the mini challenge. And she did poorly last week. She, I feel like because she didn't do like really great in the top this week, uh, that's, that's a red flag for me. So next week is, what's the challenge next week? It's, uh, oh, they have to record and write their own. Oh, all right. This well, is it. Yeah, I was going to say, this is the last episode. I feel like Kana's going to knock this one out of the park, actually, now that I think about it. So mm -hmm. if, if it's about recording... 
Um, so there's they're recording a song and making a music video, I think. Okay. And then oh, and the and the woman, or I, must, I, I believe it's a woman who uh, they're recording with. She is the best supporting actress of the season. She's fabulous. Oh, You're gonna I can't love wait! Her. I can't wait! You're gonna fucking love her. So is she gonna um, be like a, a Lucade? <clears throat> Uh, yes, she's on the level. It's going to be like her own version of that. Oh, where you're just okay. going to, I just, I love her. I can't wait to, to watch that episode again. Um, and then there's this like white elephant runway. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think that, okay. So I think Kana's going to do really well in that. Um, obviously Angela is going to do really well. Um, so I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I remember Candy Killer, uh, was Candy Killer that could sing? Why am I? Candy's That's Katie I, Killer. Katie Killer. Katie Killer. Right, right, right. Um, was it Candy Zionai that could sing or was it Katie Killer that could sing? So I guess I'll find out. Um, I feel like maybe I mean, it was Candy that could sing. I know Candy's a performer. I know she said she's a showgirl, but I don't know if that means she sings. I don't okay. remember. All right. Well, my, I mean, obviously, I think Bandit will be out next week. Um, and yeah, if it's a top three, it's going to be Angela, Candy. I'm going to I'm going to stick with Vanda even though I think Kana's going to kill it but uh if it's mm-hmm. a top 4 then yeah I think Bandit will be out. Um but but I think we're 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 jumping the boom boom gun there Mary. Um because Candy wins and the bottom is Streamalot and Vanda we get Pangina like hamming all of this up like you better motherfucking lip sync for yep. your life. <laughs> And the way she says music, she like looks a little bit to the to the left, like music, yeah, she, like she's looking at somebody. Well, and, and Hit play, and she doesn't even. You're I, the the way that you're saying music feels like uh, ripping off a band aid. It was more like music, like a uh, Miranda Priestly yeah. saying go. It was like that's all. It was like music, <laughs> music. Yeah, like she was like she's been waiting. Right. right. Go. Yeah. <laughs> go. <laughs> go. Um, but yeah, so we get, oh my God, this, I definitely cried, Mary. I definitely cried like harder to this lip sync than I think I did to the time musical. And I got to tell you why this song really gets to me. I just feel like the words are so powerful. Uh, did you see the greatest showman? I did not. Okay. So this is from the greatest showman. It's sung by the bearded lady. Oh, that's what this is from. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. And uh, the chorus, uh, the New York City Gay Men's Chorus, I conducted this song when we performed it last year at the Big A Sing. It was the act one closer. And I mean, there was not a dry, well, there were probably dry eyes in the house, but there was not a dry eye on stage. Um, this song speaks to outsiders so well. And the music is so simple. It's very poppy. It's just four chords, but it's, it's driving, and I, I think it goes up and down in a beautiful way. And Keala Settle, she's the vocalist, she slays this song. And so when when they started lip-syncing to this, I was just like, oh, my God. I just feel like this is so appropriate for this drag race stage. Like, we have these two fabulous drag performers in Thailand doing drag with their family members watching. I singing this is me look out because here i come i'm gonna i'm marching on to the beat my drum right i i'm not scared i have no apologies this is me it, it oh god this song is so beautiful and that's why i got so emotional and then to see vanda i mean vanda had all of the words in her face she had the hair whipping everywhere it came off i thought it worked um, I, I stream a lot. Like I, she just didn't really know the words as well as Vanda, and this song was all yeah. about, all about the words. I like that stream a lot. Recognized like, okay, this isn't a funny song. Like this is you have you have to bring the drama here. Um, I will say this: I do kind of wish Kana was also doing this lip sync because I think Kana would have killed it. Oh, just to see, especially to see Kana do like a really serious, you know, yeah. meaningful moment. Like I think, yeah, that would have been really cool. Uh, yeah, it was a great song. It was a great lip sync. Vanda, she did great. Yeah, Srimala did not know all the words, and I think it was kind of, you know, it was like Tormai, you know, the week before. It was like, okay, I think it's time, you know. I think this yeah. is probably the run. Yeah, and, um, and to quote her friend, like, when she walks back to the workroom, Ying says, like, it's okay, right? Yeah, and, and Srimala seemed like she was okay with it. Oh, you know, yeah. like, 
Yeah. I kind of I thought it was funny where right before the lip sync started, they cut to the talking head. She's like, "Oh my god, I'm lip syncing against Vanda. The bitch is gonna kill me." Like <laughs> she she knew it was over already, and. You know, and, and she just had a good positive energy about it. And mm. she was just like, hey, this was great. I had a really good time. It's fine. At least I look pretty. You know, yep. I, I I don't know. Stream a lot. She's such a – she's – what a great queen. What a joy to watch all season. She was – yeah, she's something of like a pizza queen, right? Like I, yeah. I thought oh, she yeah. was fabulous to watch. I was happy that she was there the whole time. Um, whenever you forget about her, you're like, oh, yeah, stream – oh, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. You know, because there were times yeah. when I would forget about her, but then I would be pleasantly surprised that she was still there. Yeah. And I, I liked her in the workroom. I liked how she interacted with people. Oh, I, she God. just, she was a good energy. She was, she was a great addition to the cast. She was great. Uh, yeah. And her her farewell on the runway, I thought was really uh, beautiful and uh, and lovely. Yeah. And second family. She's given everything to her. I, it was all very sweet. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was great. And uh yeah, um, you know, now we're down to a top five. I mean, we have one challenge left. Oh, Mary, I, I, I feel like next week maybe we can record two at once and then put them both out. Like, I, I'm ready to just kind of, like, get to the finale. Like, I really want to finish it, you know? Yeah, I mean, because yeah, we have it's the it's the final challenge, and then it's the reunion. The reunion is really good. The reunion, I think I said said to you before, like the reunion is surprisingly great Ugh, and like way better than I expected. I really love the reunion episodes. So um, it it probably is due its own episode, but who knows? We'll re, we'll revisit it. Um, yeah, I haven't even watched the finale yet. Like I know what happens, oh, but I haven't you watched have? it. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, oh. Yeah, sure, I sure, saved sure. it. Oh, sure, sure. So that'll still be fresh, yeah. Okay. Um, well, with that, Marys, if you have any thoughts on this episode of Drag Race Thailand, you can reach out to us on Twitter at AllRightMary, or you can find us on the web at www.AllRightMary.com, or you can email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com. And of course, as always, if you're nasty, you can follow me on Twitter, at Instagram at JohnnyAlso. And you can get more of me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance. And you can find more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore and OnlyFans. Just kidding. Uh, and you, uh, not yet. And uh, you already know how to get more of both of us uh, at patreon.com backslash r8mary, whether you already are a Matreon or are a free skate Mary looking to break on through to the other side that's patreon.com backslash all right mary all right mary um i you already know the top three you have no predictions i said my predictions i uh i'm i'm loving this season i i if anything the thing that i regret about this season is that more people aren't watching it that's all yeah I agree. I have been the other night. I was telling one of my coworkers about this because you know he watched Drag Race, and I was like, "Okay, are you familiar with Drag Race Thailand? I need to send you the links." Or do you know who Kuda Lacorn is? Like, I just went into it, and so uh, I'm spreading the word as fast as I can. And uh, Marys who are out there who are listening, who are nodding your heads, sh- share the love, spread yeah. the word. Yeah. Uh, I want to get convince people. I want to get Kudalakorn is a New York Mary or not Mary, but a New York person. So I wonder if we really? can get Kudalakorn on the podcast. Yeah, I, I, feel I would like, love that. The, like, right? Like, queen. we owe him like drinks and dinner, and I mean, oh my god, like, oh my god, he's a queen for the people. Yeah, yeah. at the very least, uh, we owe him like all our Matreon money for a right. few months. <laughs> right, right. I mean, fabulous. I mean, yeah. Uh, so yeah so th- those are some high hopes but um, with that Mary's I think we'll end here uh, we hope that you have a fabulous week and we'll see you for the you know the one before the reunion yeah uh, enjoy once again baby peach on a bike drag race Thailand debut season theme song and uh, we'll talk to you next week music music